the usual suspects. The Westbrook for Wall trade is probably going to blow up in both teams' faces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, lose, lose. Is Harden's going to still one out? Call me crazy, but I'd rather 80% of Wall than 100% of Westbrook. To me, it looks like Luka and Zion are the future of the NBA. That'd be shorts weather in Canada. <laughs> you sound just like a Canadian. They're built for the regular season. They're a well-oiled machine. I think the 76ers are going to overachieve this year. In my humble opinion, also, if you haven't heard, Jason Tatum's 6'10". You and Sean just sheep. On wax for the world to know. Oh, man. Honestly, guys. I just don't think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid work together. You sound like a girl who's scared of love. I am a girl who's scared of love. It's theirs to lose. Dallas Mavericks finish with the two seed. You know how high I am on Dallas. Believe it or not, I had the Warriors at three. Ooh, wow. If Clay was playing, absolutely. Top three, top two. Oh, I think we can all agree on that. I think they're a high ceiling, low floor. If COVID hits the Clippers, they're potentially not even making the playoffs. I have the Suns at three. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have to second that. I went with the Spurs at nine. Ooh. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Really? Wow. None of us picked the Rockets. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Charity Stripe Commentary. Uh, I'm one of the three hosts, Trey Hill, joined, as usual, with Marcus and Sean. Say hello, gentlemen. How are we doing, folks? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Today, we're going. the NBA just started. Most teams have three, two or three games in, and we wanted to talk about the things that we like, the things we've seen that are positive. I was going to lead off with Derek Jones Jr., but I actually think I'm going to throw it to Marcus. Marcus, what oh. have you seen that you like the most? Um... How about I switch the question up a little bit? I'm not going to go, I'm not going to start off with what I like the most, but I'm going to start off with what has surprised me the most. And that's actually going to be the Charlotte uh, Hornets. Um, and not even for LaMelo Ball purposes, but for Terry Rozier. Um, Terry Rozier came out swinging Devontae Graham. Um, I know he was a candidate for, uh, did he win most, most of the player last year? Or, no, that was Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it was B.I., uh, yeah, but I know he was, I think he was like second or third place behind him. So the the growth that I'm able to the growth that we've seen from him has been unreal. I think he scored like twenty something. I think it was like twenty points against that win against Brooklyn. But I normally am the first person to rag on Michael Jordan as an owner because that shit is so funny and so um he's just so comically bad at it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think with the hire of James Borrego and then just what they're doing, a lot of people laughed and I was really skeptic about the whole Terry Rogier um trade but now looking at it as someone who's a go-getter who can hunt his own shot and with the perimeter centric scheme that they're running I think he's the perfect fit for them I know that um I know that Lamelo Ball is having a slump right now shooting but I think that the people that he has based it on him um speaking of Terry Miles Bridges and um is a good supporting cast for him to he's, learn how to. He's not having a slump shooting. He's a bad shooter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but right now, I'm not. But I'm Hornets, not. But I, the Hornets I'm not gonna have, say ten, that. have after, five guys averaging ten points per game that aren't Lamelo Ball. If you can have five guys averaging at least ten points per game, 
you don't have to have your point guard be a big scorer when he can do literally everything else. Correct. What I was going to say is I'm not going to sit here and, and chastise someone as a bad shooter. I'm not going to do what y'all did to Lonzo after three games on LaMelo. I mean, Lonzo so, was a bad shooter too, and he's fixed his form, and now he's one of the more underrated shooters in the league, I think. Yeah, his shot looks great. LaMelo's is puke. Like, that. It's there's no bones about it. Like, I'm sorry, it's an ugly, ugly, ugly shot, and it needs to be fixed. Lonzo's was fixed, so I have faith that hopefully he referred over the shot doctor to his brother. And because um, he looks really good this year. I, I don't know. I just have a real sneaky suspicion that his shot might just go the way of Sean Marion. That it's going to be fucking putrid and ugly to look at. But the more comfortable he gets with it and the more time he's in the league, the more it's going to start falling. That's just my sentiment on it. But also, another person I've been very high on, and you guys know I won't shut up about, is P.J. Washington. He's super. I know he's injured right now, but hold on. Let me pull up the reference stats. Right now he's averaging 12 points. One one point three steals and one point three blocks per game to go along with seven With rebounds, rebounds three and call three. Yeah, so I just loved his I loved his game. So I'm just super surprised that everything's falling together. And I knew they were gonna be. I knew that they were gonna be on the hunt. I knew they were gonna look nice. I just expected. I just thought they were gonna need a little more time to put everything together. You'd like to see Washington shoot a little bit better. He's only shooting. 500 from the free throw line and 16% from three right now. So if he can get those numbers up a little bit, he'll go from 12 points a game up to maybe 15. 12, well, you know, he's, yeah, 15. he's averaging he, almost five free throw attempts a game too. Right. And he, and he is known to be a capable three point, three point shooter. So I know that, I know that the number's going to, I just, I'm just super high on it. I just expect great things from PJ. It's also nice to see Rogier have capable players around him again like he did in boston his first the before this year in charlotte it looked like the uh the old good stats bad team guy but he's averaging 26 almost 27 points a game it's nice to see him matter again and that dunk he had where durant tried to come over and help i don't know if you guys saw that picture going around oh when he bodied him I don't want to call it a body. Durant didn't have much of a chance from the angle he was coming from, but man, did that picture look brutal. Oh, if I oh. if I was if I was Terry, I would be framing that and putting it in my house. Oh, you mean oh, you mean like how Jaw has that picture of him on top of Kevin Love's head, framing it, even though it even even though it never went through, but just like the way that the angle captured it, you're like, wow, that's the most disgusting thing I think I've seen in my entire life. Speaking of people that can dunk on people, I'm going to move it back to the Trailblazers and Derek Jones Jr. specifically for me. I watched their first game. Did you have anything you wanted to add on the Hornets before I before I steal them away? No, it's okay. No, I just I, uh, I wanted to say, like, I think the, that team, LaMelo, has been really good for getting the passing going because you have, like, almost 10 guys averaging three assists per game with two guys averaging like seven to eight in Hayward and um, Devontae Graham. So I'd love to see how many hockey assists LaMelo was getting off of that, just getting the ball moving around for them. Passing is really contagious when you're you're on a team with 
especially a, a transcendent passer and then other people who are willing to pass. Yeah. So anyway, then, oh, go ahead, uh, Marcus. Yeah, I, when I was like, and if you think about the other perimeter, even everyone on their team is really, I mean, the, the least like the least willing passer you have on that team, I'd probably say Devontae Grant. And I would say it's 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 scary Terry. Yeah, it's it's Terry Rozier. Like Devontae Graham's averaging over seven assists per game. Well, <laughs> He's I, actually oh, leading the team. I'll see, you, I'll see you in two in two weeks. Sorry, that's that's my cleaning lady, guys. <laughs> Who the fuck has this a guy lady? here? I have two cleaning ladies actually. So anyway, no, you're wrong about Devontae Graham. He is he leads the team in assists, sir. It's scary oh, Terry, my. who is the ball who is the ball vacuum. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, my dyslexia was kicking in, boys. No worries. So on to Derek Jones Jr. Uh I watched the Trailblazers against the Rockets, and the Blazers have always been cursed at that small forward wing position. Like just for years, they thought they had it with Brandon Roy, and then his knees grinded to dust. I really liked what Derek Jones Jr. did on Harden in the first game, so I went back this morning and I watched the Lakers and Trailblazers game from last night. And first, Marcus, shout out to Gary Trent Jr. and his flamethrower that kept them in the game. He had nine points in his first seven minutes. It was just ridiculous. Man felt like Chris Kyle out there. But what I I was really happy I picked this game to watch Derek Jones Jr. specifically because they were harping about the Trailblazers defense in the pregame. And they brought Derek Jones Jr. in and they took him out when LeBron went out. And when LeBron came in, he came back in. It was literally they were bringing him in to match up with LeBron. And the entire game, he picked him up three fourths of the court. He would make him work to even get the ball up the court and the shot clock would be down to 16 before they even got into their offense. It was just, I'm so high on the Blazers after watching Derek Jones Jr. and what he's going to be able to offer them on defense specifically come playoff time. Well, I've all, well, you know, I've loved him um, since he played for Phoenix. Um, even before Miami got him, I always thought he was a very versatile defender. And I'm happy to see him be in a system where he's going to be utilized to, like, the best of his abilities. Um, I, I really don't know. I really thought CJ was going to – and that's a crazy thing, though, because if you, if you look at that game from yesterday, CJ didn't have that great of a game. I know he scored, um, what, 22 points, but it was off, like – I was like off of seven for 22. So I don't expect them to have that. I was just really surprised. That was a really good resounding win for them. And I had them a lot lower. I guess I got to give them more credit after that win. Yeah, like CJ's jacking up shots all over the place. Like he leads the league in three point field goal attempts. And like he's. Just like seven for 22, you can't have that. But the fact that Derek Jones Jr. was able to lock down LeBron James, that was the best part about that. And then Dame Lillard just did Dame Lillard things, and you got enough to win out of there. And you beat the Lakers, which is a good team. I want to come to CJ's defense a little bit. From the plays I remember of him last night, there were a lot of times where he was the guy who had the ball late in the shot clock, and he was forced to jack up 
some not so uh not quality looks to say the least and he just happened to be the guy with the hot potato and he's all he's always been a guy who shoots a high percentage on difficult shots when you look at the advanced statistics but when when you're that much shorter than Anthony Davis and you're trying to shoot over him it's generally not going to go well yeah and you yeah you want to make sure you get the ball you don't have him with the ball that late with Anthony Davis on him so but they got the win like can't and Covington was able to Covington ended up playing on Anthony Davis I think a lot of people were worried about him coming in and having to guard wings if Derek Jones Jr. can play alongside him and let Covington slot up to that four I think that really helps him be a lot more effective and Derek Jones Jr. can jump out of the gym. So he's able to play in that dunker spot down with Nurkic. And if they can get a little chemistry, Nurkic tried to throw him an alley-oop, and it was just a little off their timing. If they can get that down, it's. I think they really might have something special in Portland. How's Nurkic's defense? It's been, it was solid. He, he was guarding a lot of the Gasol or the Montrez Harrell types where it was a lot of being able to kind of linger, but he was really good rim protection. So, is, but how would Davis go against him? AD? Like, would AD Coving, be able they to had Covington, him? they had Covington on. No, Davis I know, but like, it, but I'm just kind of saying like, isn't that a problem for the Lakers? Like, shouldn't AD be playing the five? Like, I don't understand this for wanting to play the four thing. Like he should be the five. Like so, would he would Nurkic be able to stop AD? I think they'd hide Nurkic somewhere else. Okay, because yeah, that's the only thing I can think of if the Lakers ever come to their senses and realize, like Covington played well against him, and that's kind of a mismatch because Covington's they, really good defensively. So they right? had, I saw a few times they would have, uh, they would get AD in the post against Covington or uh, DJJ. And they would bring Nurkic over on help uh, after oh, so like a slight kind delay. Of some height. Yeah. Right. So they were bringing that height over to bother him, and they were having Nurkic play like the guy who's in the corner on the other side, the weak side. Yeah, yeah. The slow, the slower center. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've shown mine. Well, half of mine. Marcus has shown half of his. Sean, let's see your top. Well, we did uh, bring up the most improved player of last year, and that was Brandon Ingram. And I have to say, I think he's actually improved this year over his play last year. Like, if he hadn't won the that award last year, I would have him up to win it this year. He has been absolutely lights out. And I think the pickup of Stan Van Gundy has been phenomenal for the New Orleans Pelicans. They played my Raptors opening night for each team so I got to see them closely and then I watched the other game on Christmas and I've been really impressed with the way that they play I think they've had to they've been able to do Williamson and Adams together not too badly like it it hasn't looked awkward Jackson Hayes is a little out of his element so I don't know how how long he's going to be staying in the good graces of Stan Van Gundy but you know Lonzo has a great looking shot and BI has been playing phenomenal. So I, I have them doing some good things this year. Yeah. Ingram is shooting 47% from three right now. 
42 percent on two pointers durant type with the long wingspan like the skinny long arms so it's impossible to block him he's also getting to the line seven almost seven and seven point seven times a game and shooting 82 percent to go along with seven rebounds and 6.7 assists so he he's getting it done all around and I've only watched one Pelicans game, and he looked pretty good on defense, but I heard Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer specifically shout out his defensive effort this year and how if he can keep it up, it elevates him up a tier. Because when he's oh, yeah. dialed in on defense, he's just so long and so ath- so athletic. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He's It's the player you drafted at two or three wherever he was drafted by the Lakers. Like, the Pelicans absolutely made off like bandits in that trade, getting him. I mean, the Lakers ended up with a championship, so I think they'd do it again, too. Yeah, but we can't say it was a bad trade for the Pelicans ever. Like, Lonzo has fixed his shot, and Ingram is looking great. I think, I don't know if Lonzo's long for that team, so they may trade him at the deadline and get something for him. But, you know, they've they've looked really good this year. Marcus, are you coming to rain on our parade, or are you in on the Pelicans also? I fucking love Brandon Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah, bro. You, I love. I'm really happy that. Um, I actually think that. Oh, let's play a quick game. Where does Lonzo end up next year, guys? The Hornets with Lamelo. Bro, do not make Levar cream his pants like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I would say LA, like the Clippers, maybe. But I think it's really interesting because number one, I love the fact that he bet on himself this season. But if he continues having having the jump that we, well, I think I don't want to assume for you guys, but I think he's going to have. I think that he'll be. I mean, I don't think he's going to get a max anywhere, but I can see him at least making um fifteen mil to twenty mil a year for a, for a contending team. Oh, yeah. If he keeps shooting the way that he's been shooting this year, yeah. I honestly think he'd be super fun in Denver. But I don't know if that would be the that that, Ooh, you could do, like, um, Lonzo for MPJ if MPJ's not working out. Exactly. I I, I feel like that's just too much. That's too many people there in Denver. And there's no way you're trading Porter Jr. for Lonzo. I was thinking more like Gary Harris more than anything. Putting a trade together with Gary Harris, a couple of deals. Um, and do a sign and trade to get him there. Yeah. And I mean, he wouldn't be bad because he doesn't have to have the ball, and Jokic could still be yeah. the offensive facilitator. But you also have that. But you also have a good, you know, defensive stopper in the backcourt. Of course, you can also throw at the uh, opponent's best point guard as well. Because I'd rather. All right. have... But before we get too distracted on what might on what might be. Let's focus on this year and what's going on right now. Zion's putting up 21 and 12, basically. Yeah. He's and like shooting threes. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, Marcus, but you know how us three are. We would go for 20 minutes on a what-if rabbit hole. <laughs> and, yeah, Zion is getting to the line almost nine times a game. It's ridiculous. 
But do you so, think that's sustainable? Do you think you? But do you think that style of play is sustainable for the, like the rest of the year? Because I don't. The problem is like I'm still worried about his height, his weight as an issue. So if I'm if he's throwing himself in that much contact, I don't want it to be like a thing where I'm dealing with an Anthony Davis 2.0, where it's a question of his durability, and I'm not gonna get him for every single game. I don't. When I, the game I watched, I didn't see him getting like hit around a lot. The league's simply just not as physical as it used to be. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just a statement of fact. Zion, to me, I think unless he unless he gets hurt doing something freakish, which he seems to be playing a little bit more in control, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a, a nice six-year prime. My worry is what happens when his athleticism starts to fade, when he gets older. But in terms of this year and the, the upcoming few years, I think he's I think he's pro I think this is going to be his prime. I think his prime is going to be very very early on in his career. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, feel, I feel like the older he gets, the more he's gonna deteriorate and then next thing you know. I don't wanna say he's gonna go out like that because he's a lot more skilled, but like I can see him going like the way of like Sean Kemp. Where he comes in, he does it. He's good for like a good five or six years, but like that drop off, I feel like that drop off is going to be a very uh, hard drop off for him. Just the his style of play. Yeah, I think he should shoot for like a Larry Johnson type career, where he yeah. needs to kind of get crafty with his moves. If right. you watch him, the way he rebounds, like he's his rebound IQ is like Dennis Rodman style, where he like seems to know where the ball is coming. Like I was telling you before, Marcus, when I saw him in Toronto play the preseason game at Duke, yeah, like he was reading angles and just jumping like he was in the air as people were starting to jump for the rebound and he was already like grabbing it to dunk it back. It was absolutely ridiculous. So but I think the NBA surprised him as like, oh, yeah, I'm not way more athletic than everybody else around me. <laughs> anymore. He does have a great layup package also. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Yeah, oh, yeah. before no, before gonna... we leave the Pelicans, and I'll I'll go to my neck. I'll go to my second team next. Brandon Ingram or Ben Simmons. If you could pick one, uh, who would you take? Because coming into the year, everyone kind of thought it was Ben Simmons. He had kind of taken that back. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> it's to, for me it's not it, it's, it's a no-brainer it's ingram because ben simmons really can't shoot like once i see him like the way that ingram's shooting that's what you need in this league <laughs> like see i'm going like, the other way i'm still i'm i normally like ingram more but right now i think i'd take simmons because as much as you want that big that can shoot i need someone that i can put on the bigs that can shoot who's guarding Durant for me who's guarding LeBron who's guarding AD Ben Simmons can do those things I don't think Brandon Ingram can yeah but I mean it just it all depends on what you prefer more are, are you more of a deep defensive oriented person is that what you need more you you need offense me personally I I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram just because every single year he brings something new to the table and he develops and I haven't seen that from Ben. I mean, I'm not saying Ben's not a lock that is not an excellent defender or that, you know, like, but his game is very one dimensional. You know what he's going to do. You know how to counter him. Brandon Ingram can give it to you any type, any different way. And he's a lot more of a variable on the court, a more of a, of a unquantifiable variable on the court than Ben Simmons is. 
I see both of your I see I see your guys's points. It, to me, it's so close you can't go wrong with yeah. either of them. Oh, yeah. I'm not arguing with you. There's no right, right or wrong yeah, answer. Right. I'm, I'm very and I, I really ask because I wanted to point out simply how Ingram's elevation. I feel like this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah yeah. But for me, like like the only reason why I'm choosing Brandon Ingram right now is because like every single year. Last year we had discussion like, damn, he really he's really been in his bag. And this year I'm like, damn, he's really been in his bag even more. And it's just like I feel like, and I'm sorry, it's looking at the trend of his career. I think that the best thing for him was to get traded to get out of L.A. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard for young players for people coming out of college to be like, oh, by the way, you're playing for arguably the most popular basketball franchise. Well, I no, no. At this point, I'll give it to them. the the most popular brand um, basketball franchise in the world. Don't fuck it up. And you're like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just like, left oh. that in college. <laughs> he also kind yeah. of plays that LeBron type role where he's the Ex- the point forward. And when LeBron exactly. got there, it stunned his to, growth. Yeah, and it, he had to take a back seat, and he had to play a lot more off ball. And especially when you're not even, especially when you're trying to find yourself as a young player in the NBA, it's all about trial and errors. And when you have LeBron James on your team, your your margin of error becomes diminished so greatly. So it's like, oh, if you make two bad fucking passes, your fans are calling for your fucking head now, rather than being like, oh, it's just the growing pains of becoming a star. Mm-hmm. My next question is, how much longer do you think it's going to take for us to put Brandon Ingram in that superstar um, tier? Because I think he's past the star tier. I think he's still. I think he's still in that star tier with me. He'd have he'd have to advance around in the playoffs this year. Yeah, if he can if he can carry the Pelicans or help get them into like the second round this year, and he keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah, he's probably in the superstar status after that. It's just, and that's where. You keep talking about his trajectory every year. He keeps adding something. He got, like, that's what he's done every year is he keeps getting better. And I love the Stan Van Gunny pick because, like, in 2009 Magic, they were the best defensive team in the NBA that year. Right. And I think Van Gundy can do that with this team. And that's where he's... Oh, I think that's why I think he's better than Simmons is because he doesn't need to be a one-on-one defender. If you put a good team defense around him and then he scores on the other end, you're good to go. I just think the defensive schemes that they can run are just because I mean, you, at this point, you're like you're running, you're throwing Lonzo. I mean, Josh. I mean, who do they have at the two? Yeah, who do they have at the two? Oh, Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram. Zion Williamson. Oh, and let's not forget about what I think might be the most underkey, most like low key signing or trade of of the last off season. Stephen Adams. Yeah. Like, like you're literally throwing two bricks, two brick houses at people, and like, oh, if you want to take it to the post, you can take it to the post if you want, but like, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've and, two and having those protectors. two guys out there to screen for Ingram. Those oh two God. guys both set such solid screens, and I. I know it sounds small, but those screens are helping Ingram get separation to get more open shots. And I think that plays a big role into why he's knocking down such a higher percentage. As anyone who's played basketball, you know the more time you have to get comfortable and set in your shot helps. 
So when you got two literal, like, two giants out here, like, knocking the shit out of giving people concussions so you have more space for you to shoot, I think that can only help you tremendously. I know we, we all love the top of the East, but this is a true statement I'm getting ready to say, and it just kind of makes me chuckle. We're going to go from a team that was outside the playoffs and are hoping to manage to make it in to a team that made the playoffs and are looking to solidify their spot in the playoffs. My next team's the Orlando Magic. Oof. The like East, the East just drops once you get past those six. Maybe seven. I think I'm I think I'm ready to throw Atlanta in there. But once you get past those seven, man, it is dark in the East. <laughs> Yo, but it's not what? quite so dark because Marcus brought up the Hornets and their bright spots. And I'm bringing up the magic and the bright spot specifically that is Markel Fultz. Markel oh, Fultz. <laughs> no. He's averaging 20 points a game. He's four assists, almost four rebounds. But he's 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 comfortable. He's helping start the offense. It's it's so good to see him contributing and getting back to playing winning basketball. And that team is so balanced. They've got five guys averaging 10. They've got two guys averaging over 20 with another guy averaging 19. They've almost got three 20-point scores, and that's not even including Vucevic at 17 and 12. I, yeah. I just felt like people prematurely uh, gave up on Markel Fultz. Um, you don't have to. I, I think it was very hard in the 76ers for him to find his niche because at that time, at that moment, that team, what they needed more than anything was floor spacing. So, and I know that the whole issue with his, um, I'm sorry, what was it? What was it? Like, was it, was it a nerve issue or muscle issue or the reason like, um, in his shooting hand, why like he couldn't shoot? I have no idea. I can't, I didn't think it just yeah. changed all of a sudden. I, no, I remember because they said that he had a condition. He had a condition in his hand. Um, fucking hate not knowing what I'm talking Like, not knowing exactly what I'm talking about. Hold on. Please bear but with like, me. If you look at like he's shooting 923 from the free throw line. That's phenomenal. Like, the way, like, that's a good sign. Like, his three-point shooting percentage isn't there, but he's not taking a lot. But he's got mm-hmm. an excellent two-point and effective field goal rate. So he's basically, if, if he plays like DeMar DeRozan styles where he stays in, and takes his like 18 footers and gets to the line, then he can he doesn't have to take threes all the time because he's hitting more of his two pointers. Right. It's called um <clears throat> um thoric outlet syndrome. Hmm. Yeah. So apparently, what it is is um it's a nerve it's a nerve injury. So what happened? So um what it was it. Essentially, what it is, like, your nerves get way too pinched on it, so it just throws them out of whack, so, like, you won't have consistent, like, movements and everything. Yeah, so it's actually, technically, it's a spine injury. So what happens is from the nerves from down to your spine, they flow out, and then these nodes on the nerve nodes are, like, damaging, essentially. So that's why um, shit isn't, like, like, your nerves go in and out, your for, for a lack of a better term, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. So do you think this continues on trading Am I back now? with Fultz? I think it I think it'll continue for Fultz. I think the team is well coached. I think they're 
it's a balanced team who's been playing together for a while. I think that's going to matter given the circumstances of not having a training camp, not being able to practice the way you're used to. I think the Magic are going to end up with the eight seed. I think it's going to be the big six and the Hawks and then the Magic. Or no, that's a lie. I almost forgot about the Wizards. But I think the Magic will be in the play-in. I don't know about the Hornets. I I, I see the Hornets over the, the Wizards. I'm sorry, I I I'm I'm I don't see it. Like, yeah, you have Bradley Beal and you have um Russell Westbrook, and yeah, you got and yeah, you got um small guard um Denny and Rui Hajimura. No, no one that can play yeah. defense, but a lot of no, shooters. No, no, no one can play defense. Yeah, because Denny, yeah, Denny's not playing defense for you. Denny, he'll try. No, but he's looked so good. Yeah, he's looked fucking great. He's no Patrick Williams, but he's, he's no right. Patrick at all. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that I've never felt so much more disgusted that Patrick Williams went before Danny. I was like, what is right? As you should have. Look at the <laughs> star in the making. They're already calling him Baby Kawhi in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we have, guys. It's all we have. <laughs> So who's up? I think Sean. I think Sean's up next because I went first last time, so I'll go last this time. Sure. Yeah. So speaking of, I guess I did talk about Demar Derozan, Markel Fultz playing like that. So the team that I'm interested in is the Spurs. Uh, yes, I did pick two teams that played the Raptors this year, but that's what I've been watching this year <laughs> on top of the Christmas stuff. But Demar Derozan has had an excellent year this year. He's playing really well and he's taking a he's not taking a ton of threes but the threes he's taking he's making he's like every time he takes a three it feels like he's making that three and it's always a dagger in the heart of the game so when they played toronto he they just held them off and i'm super surprised about lamarcus eldridge i forgot he was on the team until like midway through the second quarter they're like and Mer- LaMarcus Aldridge from the corner and I was like oh yeah he plays for the Spurs (laughs) so it that was surprising but they're playing really well this year as a team um I'm actually um I watched a little bit of that Toronto game wait I watched a little bit of the Toronto game and it was actually surprised I was just really surprised on how they look Lonnie Walker has been a man on a mission um oh thank you I I was pulling up his basketball reference at as you guys were talking yeah, no, yeah. Lonnie Walker has been a man on the mission, trail with the with the stats. But I do um it's so funny because as a you as a Miami fan, we've only had three recent people make out of the league. Okay. I'll make it from our school into the league. Shane Larkin, who I have no idea where he is right now. Bruce Probably Bowen. In Italy. Yeah. Fucking Bruce Bowen and Lonnie Walker Jr. and Lonnie Walker the fourth. So at this point, I'm just like, thank God one of those has finally like stuck and is like actually making themselves into like a quality NBA player. And he's doing it with the three point shot. He's shooting six of them a game and he's shooting 47%. That Brandon Ingram type shit. Yeah. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan's averaging almost 10 assists per game. Like he's just slashing and then when he doesn't have a shot he just dishes it out out to these three-point shooters that are just nailing them he's that's why they call him the marvelous the chosen bro 
Yeah, like they have seven guys averaging double digits in points. I hope he I hope he retires with the Raptors. I hope he goes back there and signs on like a one year deal. Yeah, I've, I've it. seen some chatter in the Raptor circles about how they can try and get him. <laughs> I mean, does he want to go back after y'all did him so dirty? Yeah, he still wants to go back. Yeah, he absolutely still wants to go back. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like they did him that dirty. Like they gave they gave Lowry and DeRozan every opportunity to get past LeBron. Yeah, but when you have a chance like to get Kawhi that cheap. Yeah, but I I think the fact that that I don't know I'm just, I just feel like if I say I'm not gonna do something I'm just not gonna do it. That's just the type of person I am. You feel me? Like I would have never been like oh you yeah we're not gonna trade you. I'd be like oh I don't know. To be honest, I, let's I, give. I, Murray some love too before we before we get too off track. He's averaging 15, 7.7 rebounds a game and 7.3 assists to go along with a steal and a half. He is he's really coming together for him. Yeah. yeah. Yo, um, yo, since you got stats pulled up, can you pull up stats for Derek White for me? Derek White. Yeah, like how like like how like how many points is he averaging? I, since you're on the since you're on the Spurs already. I don't think he's on the Spurs this year, man. There, there he is. No. No, he hasn't played. Oh, yeah. He hasn't played? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think so. No, yeah, he hasn't played yet. Damn, that explains I why I didn't it. see him. I, I literally Googled it. CBS Sports, Derek White. Should return. Quotation marks soon. So that's, <laughs> so that's, prom- so that's promising. <laughs> but... Uh, and our favorite rookie until we saw his shot become a trebuchet was Devin Vassell. He's averaging three points, three rebounds, but he's getting nice. 15 minutes a game. And he's playing good defense. That's what he's doing well there. Like he was helping shut down Pascal. So, and that's what he's they doing were... his job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the Popovich. You know, that's he's like, check your job, monthly yeah. your role. Yeah, like he could be the next Kawhi for all we know. Right. <laughs> that's what Kawhi was. Maybe right. Kawhi and, is in Chicago and his name is Williams. Shut the, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm not deal I'm not dealing with another Caleb two point you hear me? I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just wait till so I get in my Laurie love bag. I'm saving that's that for the next one. That's understandable. We we, we love Laurie. We we love. He's got to keep it up. He's he's teased me too long. Yeah, no, no. We we love baby Dirk out here. Um, so it's on me next, right? Yeah. Wrap it up for us, sir. All right. First of all, I'm gonna give you guys a little spiel because you know how long I've been, y'all have no idea how long I've been waiting for this. But it's a new day, gentlemen. Because the bright future suns are finally fucking here. I've been out here on the Devin Booker camp for so long talking about Devin Booker is good. Those 72 points wasn't a flash in the pan. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's not going to be like Monty, you know, like all of the, like, he's not, he's not Zach Levine 2.0 essentially. And it feels good to see him actually. Well, I know that he was playing winning basketball at the end of the bubble. So we, I'm not going to really count that. But at the beginning of the season, the way the Suns have come out, I think is completely amazing. I know that you brought up um, Cam Johnson averaging, what, 14? Call it almost 15 points a game. 
And I just think that all the picks and all the assets that they have occurred are finally starting to mold together. Um, I was looking at the stat, the advanced stats for the game um, for them, and which is surprising to me that all the new pieces, the new pieces that, that they have added that were supposed to make the biggest difference, um, being Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, they're not really playing. They're really not shooting that well. Both of them are under 40%. But I think to me, what the biggest factor, the thing that I haven't, I didn't expect was Mikhail Bridges to come out and literally be on fire to be shooting, to be averaging 16 points, to be shooting 50% from the field and like 45% from three. The man's has been automatic, any consistent close game that they've been, he's been the difference maker for them. And I'm just, I just think that they're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mikhail Bridges has been lights out with and at no turnovers like from a second year player that's phenomenal you know not too many assists but he's not turning the ball over and he's gained just over four rebounds and two blocks a game that's that's what you want out of your shooting shooting guard small forward trey i haven't seen a lot of them i don't have i that's my that's my only issue i can only go with I can only go with the raw numbers. Really, the Cam Johnson was my big thing. I think DeAndre Ayton, his his points are down, but they're asking him to be the anchor of the defense, what like mm. to lock down the paint. He's been a monster on the boards when they've needed him to be, and he's passing a little bit, getting like two and a half assists a game. I really like the way they built the team. I love the name, the Bright Future Suns, from the mismatch. It's and Chris Paul just completes them. Really, is what it is. They were a bunch of of young guys who needed to be taught how to win in the league, and that's what Chris Paul can do. And it's so crazy though, because he, if you look at if you watch them play and just even look at the raw stats, he hasn't really been gelling like that. Well, not yet, at least. I'm not gonna say that he's not gelling. It's still fairly new. It's only three games. But he he's shooting like thirty nine percent on like twelve points for like twelve points. I mean he's almost at ten assists a game, nine point seven. Yeah. I think he's I think he's feeling it out. He's only playing twenty nine minutes a game. He's not even up over thirty. It's right. and and that's why I said that's and he's why thirty five. Right, and that's why I didn't want to. That's why I didn't want to come out in there and say he's not folding with it. But it does, like I said, it's only been three games, and this is going to take time. But if they're able to have this consistency, when I don't see a reason why they wouldn't be able to, um, I don't see any of the players that are hitting their strides right now being streaky. So if they're able to do this for the next month or so, I'd I'd feel confident about actually raising them a little higher than than I had them on our initial um picks for um the rankings in the west yeah and i think the jay crowder uh pickup was also really good for them to help lot with that defense and gain deandre Ayton in the right spots like right. he's he's playing 28 minutes he's not averaging a ton of points or anything but he's getting the rebounds he just needs to get better at his three points shooting right now he's missing too yeah. many shots but if he maybe that's just a bad streak he's on and if he turns that around that's even better for the suns Right. You guys want to hear something stupid? Oh boy. Hit me with it. I had the Suns ranked ahead of the Warriors, and if you remember on our preview pod, I in the podcast changed my mind and put the Warriors ahead of the Suns. <laughs> How stupid was that? 
Bro, don't, bro, you want to know what's stupid? Did you not, bro? Do you know? You want to hear two stupid things? I'm pretty sure I had like the Warriors like in the third or fourth seed on my um, when we did that. So that takes not looking good. At I wasn't. All. Gonna, I wasn't gonna throw strays at you like you threw them at my man Zach Levine. Oh, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the audio you missed. No, I reiterated it. I wanted to hear that, but um. Yeah, You'd no, like to see like, Jalen Smith do a little more on the Suns, but hopefully he'll come along. Like like I was saying, the team's really balanced. It's really deep. And and, and I, I'm sure, yeah, I know I know Jalen Smith will get a lot more run time, as well as Javon Carter, who I'm pretty high on, who I think is going to be excellent as well. Oh, man, he'll be a gr- he's so gritty on defense. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Press so, like, Virginia. <laughs> oh, God, I think that's a little the best nickname that anyone's ever given that cold dunk of a state. Um, well, well, they can't play defense this year. They're scoring a ton of points, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so funny. Um, speaking of, well, going back to the Golden State Warriors, yeah. Uh, I don't know what's worse, me thinking that they would be um a top, um, in the top half of the playoffs, or me thinking that Andrew Wiggins would get his, would get his shit together by moving to California. Well, there's our tease for things we don't like. <laughs> But something we do like about them is James Wiseman. He's we, been we love, yeah, we, yeah, we, we love James Wiseman. Oh, yeah. He, such a sneaky good pickup. Oh, my God. Oh, so sneaky. We want number two. <laughs> but he should have been number one. Like, yeah. could you imagine him and Cat? Like, the Twin Towers reborn? Especially now that Cat's out right now. Edwards yeah. has looked pretty good, though. I feel like he's he surprised me with his F, with his effort. As long as he can keep the effort up, I think he'll be he won't be a bust. He'll be we won't we won't look back on this draft and think, oh man, they really blew it. I think no, it'll, you know, be, it'll be something that's respectable at least. You know what actually got me to start liking him? That actually made me like this guy's not that bad. Or he's like, um, he did the, he did that interview when they were talking about sports, and then someone's like, "Yeah, I heard you play like football and everything like that." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Basically, whatever sport you need me to play, and money's on the line, I got you." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? He's like, "I played baseball." Yeah, like, I, hit I saw four. that. He's like, "I hit four. You know what that means?" She's like, "You the cleanup." He's like, "You know this." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we go, the last thing: all of the teams we picked were basically playoff teams, except. The Hornets and the Magic, and the Suns. I think this. I think we can. I mean, yeah. I guess they're, I think they're pretty much penciled in to be a top ten team in the West at this stage. They might not. They might be stuck in the play-in. So, Magic, Hornets, or the Wild Card Wizards. Which one of those teams ends up in the play-in? If you can only pick one. Hornets. I think it's the Magic. And I'm going Wizards. Look at that, bro. Why, yo? You're really, you're really, you're really standing for this boy, Russell Westbrook, huh? I think he's surrounded by shooters, so we're gonna get the best of Russell Westbrook. And they've been letting Beal be the primary ball handler in crunch time. So, oh gee, would you look at that? <laughs> I like it. I like the team. What can I say? And when they finish better than your Hornets and Lamelo, I can't shoot ball. You're just gonna have to eat it, man. Bro, shut, bro. Honestly, if folks, I just want to let you guys know something. That Trey has always been higher on Lamelo than I have, because everyone knows, everyone knows who my pick for the draft was. The man who really should have gone one, and that's my boy Denny. 
I don't have to shit talk you, Sean. You're Canadian. You can just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> with my yeah, all, the Sean, metric all, system. Yeah, which is, fuck you and your metric system, dog. But all I'm saying is if, I'm if sorry, you we ever... I'm something that makes sense. I'm saying, at the end of the day, we should feel bad for Trey here. Because at the end of the day, at least our teams have won a game. Mine I'm happy that... The... Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the team I did pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as a Bulls fan. I'm I'm happy that we're Virginia not winning Cade. because, well, not not even that. We might not win the lottery, but if we can get a top five pick, there's Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, uh, Kaminga, and then there's that one other guy I'm forgetting, Suggs from Gonzaga. Oh man, yeah, Suggs yeah. is looking really good. There are five guys who are going to be. F- superstars i think who have the potential to be superstars and no i would much rather get one of those five guys than finish in the 10 spot in the east thank you very much yeah it's okay because you're gonna finish in the 11th spot in the east as long as i'm in the lottery those lottery balls are going to bless me i have faith i'm saying is the knicks have beat the bucks when's the last time y'all beat the bucks (laughs) i don't I don't know. It's probably been a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> I remember we put Giannis out of the playoffs a long time ago and got angry Giannis to finally emerge. Yeah, but you're also a Giannis fan, so I know that made you happy. It it really did. Not then, though. <laughs> All right. Has anybody got anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I'm um, Fuck you, Trey. I don't think I told you that today, but I'll fuck you. I miss you too, Marcus. So, on behalf of Marcus and Sean, thanks for listening to another Charity Stripe commentary. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you have a good week. Yeah, Happy New Year if we don't talk to you soon. We won't. (laughs) Old man. (laughs) I'm going to make a joke because I am a glutton for punishment. We're just a masochist, bro. That shit was bonkers. And not even for LaMelo Ball purposes. He's just so comically bad at it. He's not having a slump shooting. He's a bad shooter. Correct. I'm not going to do what y'all did to Alonzo. Yeah, his shot looks great. LaMelo's is puke. Oh, when he bodied him? Durant didn't have much of a chance. Man, felt like Chris Kyle out there. I am so high. Um, Not quality looks, to say the least. And Derek Jones Jr. can jump out of the gym. Like, he should be the five. I think they'd hide Nurkic somewhere else. The good graces of Stan Van Gundy. So athletic. I don't know if Lonzo's long for that team. The Hornets with Lamelo. He's really been in his bag. Two brick houses at people and like Thoric outlet syndrome. I, I, I see the Hornets over there, the Wizards. No one that can play yeah. defense. And a lot of no, shooters. Then he'll try. He's no Patrick there. Williams. Feels like he's making that three and it's always a dagger with Lamarcus Eldridge. I forgot he was on the team. That's why they call him the Marvelous the Chosen, bro. They gave Lowry and DeRozan every opportunity. But it is a new day, gentlemen, because the bright future sons are finally fucking here. And Chris Paul just completes them. How <laughs> stupid was that? He's so gritty on defense. Well, there's our tease for things we don't like. The Twin Towers reborn. The best of Russell Westbrook. And LaMelo, I can't shoot ball. You're just going to have to eat it, man. You're Canadian. You can just fuck off. The metric system. Fuck you and your metric system, dog. I'm sorry we have something that makes sense. Those balls are going to bless me. I have faith.